Good evening and welcome to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. We are live. It is me, Kyle Barber, and with me as always, Matthew Stevens. How you doing, Matthew? I am doing great, Kyle. You know, football's back, and of course, Skype decided to go ahead and cut out on us. Give me just one minute. You there, Kyle? All right. I got you back now, Kyle. Wonderful. All right. Now this is this is getting exciting over here, folks. <laughs> we aren't having All right. any complications. How do you feel today, Kyle, outside of that weird hiccup we just had? How do you feel about football being I'm back, buddy? I'm so excited. Football's back. Football is so back, and we are ready. I'm so ready. We've got a good show for this podcast, and afterwards we will be calling the Baltimore Ravens-New Orleans Saints game. Well, though it is preseason, it'll be preseason for us. It'll be our first game call besides the Super Bowl 35 run-through on YouTube that Matt and I actually did, and it was very fun, and I'm looking forward to this afternoon. Woo! Would you say that you're jollier than Santa's elf learning how to make toys in Big Papa's workshop? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's cool. All right. Let's go ahead and play the intro. Please do. You're listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast, your source for all the Baltimore Ravens news and information. Now ice up, hon. All right. We have had probably the single worst start to an episode we've ever had, but you know what, guys? That's preseason football. We're in preseason mode. We're rocking and rolling. We're getting things going. So stay tuned with us here on Rabble.com. <laughs> Rabble.tv. Uh, Rabble.tv. See, it's preseason. We're done. I am all, right, all out done. of it. We're closing it down, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> God. Oh, it, is, it is a tough day today. All right. Well, oh, man. let's cannonball right on into it, Kyle. Oh, man. Do you have any weird stories of when you've cannonballed in? Um, I did a I did a cliff jump. I went cliff jumping in uh, at Keyhole when I was living in Wyoming, and uh, we couldn't find any cliffs besides this one, and it was a forty eight foot cliff. We found out later on, and uh, we're like, well, if this is the only cliffs we can do it, we might as well do it. Me and all my four buddies took our turns, and I went to cannonball, and I jumped off, and I immediately locked up from the fear of falling. Like I've never had it so instinctual. Like I lost my breath in the air and I felt like I was in there forever. And just, I wish I could, I I didn't cannonball. That was the plan going into it, but I just smacked the water with my feet. It was gnarly. Nice. That sounds like a great attempt. It was. Uh, I I give it a 10. We found later on that there was a 10 and 15 foot cliffs about, (laughs) about a walk away down the other side. So that that's, <laughs> that's how that ended. <laughs> okay. All right. To football, because that's what we all care about, not Kyle Barber cannonball stories. First off, we do have Rabble and Rally Bus. And with me here, as always, is my handy-dandy papers that I can't – I'm so unprepared. This is – look. Rally Bus helps you get to and from the game. They're awesome. You can go ahead and sit in there, tailgate, drink your heart 
to your heart's content uh, or to your liver's content, depending on how it is. You don't have to worry about DUIs. You don't have to worry about getting back and forth to the game safely. They take care of you. They also gave us a nice code, RavensRally10. If you go on their site, rallybus.com, type in the code RavensRally10, R-A-V-E-N-S-R-A-L-L-Y-1-0. They'll hook you up with 10 bucks off of your first or next uh, purchase and use of the Rally Bus. So use Rally Bus. And what's their tagline, Kyle? Ride safe, ride happy, Rally Bus. Boom. All right. Now, to football, to actual football. We're finally here. We're here. It's the preseason primer, baby. Define preseason, Matt. Define that for me. Preseason is just like what we've had so far here today. It is the time when you get a chance to make those mistakes. You get to test out some new things. You get a chance to make sure that you're up to uh, your fighting weight, as, as Suggs keeps calling it. Uh, even though he he looked a little hefty earlier this season, but uh, <laughs> you know it, that now's the time to get everything in order. Make sure that you you're on your right feet, knock that rust off, and uh, you know get things rocking and rolling, man. That's that's how to do it. I agree. Preseason preseason is going to be very basic to people that don't understand this. This isn't going to be the a competition of backups, as people think it is. Like we're not putting out Matt Shaw versus Garrett Grayson. We're not doing the Ravens against the Saints. It is depth players on their team competing against other players on their team for a final slot in that 53-rant roster by the end of the cuts. We're going to see very basic formation, basic run plays, basic pass plays. It is going to be more basic than Starbucks iced coffee and Ugg boots, folks. That's how. Basic that's basic bitch. That's that's basic bitch. Exactly. Right and I, we need you to understand that now. I'm not going to be seeing Justin Forsett carrying the ball 25 times, and I'm going to see Joe Flacco throwing 30 passes. This is going to be a very simple it, – it's a practice pretty much with other people. It's a simulated practice. It's a simulated full-game practice, in fact. It's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be better than not watching football. I can tell you that. And I'm going to be excited about this. It's going to be enjoyable. I promise you, but it's going to be basic. That's the best word for it. What are what are you going to be watching tonight against the Saints, Matt? Well, the first thing that we end up looking for is, like you said, it, it's the dress rehearsal for the team to kind of hit somebody new. Mm-hmm. Let's see, A, first and foremost, let's get those initial hits out of the way. Let's Let's get the jitters for those young players out of the way on that opening kickoff. Outside of that, it's let's see if Drew Brees even plays. Uh, it's not entirely sure if he's going to. Uh, typically in these first games, you go ahead and set guys down, and uh, you, you don't want to injure anyone. So Absolutely. if he plays, if, if the entire first offense, first string offense plays, then fantastic. Uh, we'll get a chance to see what this Ravens defense can do against a top-tier uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a chance to see exactly how much depth they have. Now, obviously, vice versa, we'll get a chance to see what Joe Flacco and the Ravens' offense can go ahead and do against a surprisingly strong defense, especially in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's let's just see what we get a chance to do. Okay. I'm looking for Jimmy Smith 
that's my number one guy right now. I'm going to be looking for Jimmy Smith. Hopefully he's able to match up again, like you said, against some first-team offense against Drew Brees, throwing to either Marcus Colston or Brandon Cooks. Those will be some great reps, especially after he comes back from that Liz Frank fracture that he had to have season-ending surgery about. Also, I'm, I'm like you said about the secondary, that's what I'm looking forward to is on the Saints end, Brandon Browner and Jarius Bird are both on the Saints, to people that don't remember that. And it's going to be exciting to see whether or not those two suit up, and if they do, how they're going to be able to play if they have good chemistry. They're both very talented individuals, obviously, Brandon Browner being one of the strongest cornerbacks in the NFL right now, and Jarius Bird's range was only rivaled before he uh, tore his ACL, I believe, last season by Earl Thomas. I believe he had the second-best range besides Earl Thomas. I'm looking for that. Yeah, he, he, he did, yeah. Yeah, Jerry's was very talented, and that, that was the a part of the reason that the Saints were so bad last year is they spent some money on him, you know, and then he, he, he got a season-ending injury oh. and nothing ever occurred afterwards. Yeah, so so many Ravens fans wanted to go ahead and bring uh, Jarius Bird to to Baltimore, and it turned out to obviously be uh, for the best that he didn't, as he did get injured. But yeah, one, one of the top safeties in the game, um, and the Saints are, are definitely stronger for him being out in the field tonight. Absolutely. Another thing to look for, Brashad Perryman is most likely not going to be playing. We haven't heard any updates otherwise. Matt, have you heard anything? No, we haven't gotten anything uh, from the Ravens yet about the starting, uh, who, who's going to be starting, who's not, who's going to be playing, who isn't. Okay. Uh, I imagine we'll probably get that probably about a, an hour before game time, so yep. within the next 15, 20, 30 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's he's been dinged up, and, and a lot of, uh, of what we were seeing was... Uh, was that knee injury. He, right. he bruised his knee, and he wasn't able to go ahead and come back. And, and Coach Harbaugh did say that uh, he was hoping that it was just going to be a day or two type of thing, and it stretched a little bit longer. Dr. Bobby had uh, covered it a little bit earlier on in the week and did mention that uh, he did feel that it was probably uh, a sprain of maybe a ligament or maybe a bone bruise, but the Ravens aren't really saying a whole lot about it. But uh, uh, actually... It, now that we're covering this right now, I did just get the uh, heads up. Perryman is doubtful, but he's not out. Oh, wow. I still won't. We won't be seeing him, folks. If he is, uh, I'll, I'll bet Matt uh, Little Caesars Pizza. And I wish they were our sponsors, but they're not. <laughs> <sighs> bite, bite, sip, sip. There you go. Pizza, pizza. All right. <laughs> Max Williams is somebody, I believe, should be the main focus with Perryman out on our new offense. That rookie, will he look good blocking, or is he going to be running a lot of routes this evening? We all all know that Crockett Gilmore is very talented, but Max Williams is the one with the most question marks around him, especially with his draft profile being as great as it was, and then how he's shown up to camp, and people haven't really been focusing on him as much with the first-round wide receiver addition in Perryman. I hope to see a lot of good things out of him. I want to see him blocking mainly, though. I really do want to see if he's getting bigger in the pants. Is but uh, somebody was who was that? Was that Preston? I believe that was Mike Preston. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know, but uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, it, it it'll be interesting, like you said, to see how does he do blocking. And then in addition to that, one of the bigger knocks coming out of college was that he was slow in and out of his breaks. He was he was not the fastest guy in a straight line. Let's see if. 
if that translates to the field, and what we saw a little bit in training camp is that he is raw, but he does have the ability to make those plays. So let's see him make a play or two. Let, let's get those jitters out of the way, and let's see what we have in our, our next Ravens tight end. Amen. Okay. Now also, I, it's going to be weird to see Mark Tressman's offensive packages, I believe. What are your thoughts yeah. on that, though, Matt? Well, I actually just did a, a five questions with the Saints blog, and uh, that was one of the questions that was asked. What are we going to be seeing out of out of Mark Trespin? First and foremost, he did come out when he was hired and said, look, I'm going to keep it the same, maybe add a few new wrinkles, but we're going to keep the same offense. But it is also preseason, so you're going to see a very watered-down version of this. You're not going to see uh, certainly any trick plays. You're not going to go ahead and see anything super complex in blocking schemes or even in, in route schemes. Uh, what you're looking for right now uh, out of this offense is can you keep the tempo up? Can you call the plays without any issues, especially in this first game? Are, are there any weird miscommunications that guys need to go ahead and work on in the rest of the training camp? Uh, and, and what do you have in your players? Are they able to win one-on-one matchups? So we're not going to see a very complex scheme tonight. Uh, that's probably not going to be until you know week three or week four of the preseason. And if that... When the, if that, exactly. Well, typically, you'll go ahead and see it a little bit as the uh, starters get a little more playing time, but tonight's not going to be that night. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it, it basic. Like we said before, it's it's going to be, you know, uh, a toasted almond basic. <laughs> oh, the jokes just keep rolling in, folks. Now, <laughs> we're going to also be – I'm going to be more paying attention to the defensive side of the ball here. I'm going to be looking over the cornerbacks. And one thing, and I want to shout out Daniel Park for writing this, is are they still non-confrontational at the line of scrimmage? We didn't see a lot of jamming the wide receivers at the line when last season. Uh, half the reason was because Jimmy Smith was out, and we don't have the personnel to jam other players. We have Lardarius Webb, who's getting small, who is a smaller cornerback. We have Rashawn Melvin, who is a big guy, but he's new to playing in our defense as he was a practice squad player before us. And so are we going to be seeing more jamming, or will Dean P is ordered more cushion from Ikea? Matt, what do you think? <laughs> I think there's going to be more cushion, uh, and part of that is, again, let's, let, let's work on fundamentals than necessarily manhandling a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we might see that in the season. Uh, we don't quite know yet, obviously, with training camp being what it is. Like we said before, with the offense, guys just, we need to make sure they win one-on-one matchups. And jamming at the line, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily give you the full uh, full range of what your corners can do. So we might see a little bit of it, but I, I doubt we see very much at all. Uh, what ultimately the, the Ravens want to do is keep guys healthy. And jamming people at the line of scrimmage is a good way to get someone injured, and okay. you don't do that in preseason. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's the last thing I want to see is an injury. That's what I'm hoping for. Now, do you think the stats will mean much tonight? Uh, yes and no. Um, I mean, just like in any game, the stats can say a lot, or they can be really deceptive. And we've seen that before where you know Flacco threw uh, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and, and that's deceptive, not on how bad Flacco was, because Flacco was phenomenal, mm-hmm. but just on how Flacco could have been even more. Uh, and, and five touchdowns sounds like a lot, but 
the Ravens went easy on the uh, Bucks last season mm-hmm. uh, once they started going up like that. Mm-hmm. So so stats can kind of tell a story, but they can also tell the wrong story. Um, so if you're not watching the game, if you're not listening to us after this, uh, you know the the biggest thing you can do is is always have an eye test and see what you see. Uh, but if you can't, then stats are are about as good as you're going to be able to get outside of our coverage here at Baltimore Beatdown. Yep. That's that's the best thing. That's the best way to go about it. I actually completely agree with your answer. I'm just going to be mulling over the same stuff. But stats are not going to be completely representative of this game or of the season, but it might. It's it's really a toss-up at this point. Some things are going to mean more than others. Like, all of a sudden you see Marlon Brown go off for 90 yards. It could mean something. It could mean that he's finally turning the corner and becoming a great big-body receiver that we're looking forward to. Or it could be a fluke in its own right. You know, it's very tough. So the the stats, to me, I, I actually don't judge them in preseason football. It's just they're trying to get basic coverages against basic routes, against basic plays. That's really all it's going to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you see Marlon Brown, for instance, beat a guy legitimately, a number one corner yep. uh, for the Saints, then then by all means applaud that, be excited for that. Absolutely. But if a guy falls down or is just getting the wrong coverage and there's no one near him, I don't be too excited because, to be honest with you, all of us could have gone out there, run the same route, and would have caught the same yardage. Yep. Uh, so it, that's that's what I'm saying, especially preseason. It's all about the eyes. Yep, it's definitely the eye test. You've got to watch the game to understand it. Now, moving on, we're going to the debate session on Joe Flacco being the MVP of 2015. What would Joe Flacco need to accomplish to achieve the Most Valuable Player Award in 2015, I, Based on the little bit of credit he's gotten for being a Super Bowl MVP, I imagine he'd have to break three or four records. (laughs) You know, he'd have to throw for 6,000 yards. 57 touchdowns, uh, you know, single-handedly, like, punch James Harrison in the face, um, you know, break his jaw like he's Geno Smith. Uh, yeah, I mean, Flacco's not going to win the MVP of 2015, even if he does go ahead and toss up some really awesome numbers. Right. This is not an offense built for a quarterback to go ahead and, and win that type of an award. Absolutely. Uh, if he does... It means bad things for this team, ultimately. <laughs> it means Justin Forsett went down with an injury, the rest of the running backs suck, the defense is awful, and it's been shootouts every single game. That's what we don't want to see. We want to see Joe Flacco throw for 3,000 yards, have three t- uh, you know, three interceptions and, and 25 touchdowns. That's, that's Joe Flacco, the MVP, for us Ravens fans, yep. not for the league. Yeah, if the the only way Joe Flacco gets the MVP is if Aaron Rodgers turns into Jay Cutler. <laughs> hey, don't go rag on Jay Cutler oh, now. Oh, yeah? Yeah? You uh, can argue for that, Jay Cutler's case right now. Please do. That, I, I absolutely will. You've seen that, that website, Jay Cutler Smoking, right? Yeah, Smoking Jay Cutler. That's 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 solely the reason, That's actually. solely the reason you're going to argue Just for Jay Cutler. With, without Jay Cutler, you don't have that website, and that website is funny. <sighs> Fair enough. See, you beat me in a debate because of smoking Jay Cutler. How many times can anyone ever say that in life? Well, I think you're the only one. <laughs> so congratulations. 
I'm going to get a tweet from uh, uh, Jay Cutler later going, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Somebody had my back. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for the solid. You did me a solid. Okay. Could a successful season for the Ravens quarterback, Joe Flacco, also solidify Steve Smith's chance of making the Hall of Fame? You and I touched on this on our Tuesday show discussing about after Steve Smith did announce his retirement that day. What do you think that would would that solidify his chance at making the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, the successful season for Flacco does not necessarily mean a successful season for Steve Smith. It could turn out that Steve Smith is done this season. Now, I want to caution everyone right now before I start getting emails flooding in. <laughs> Everything that I've seen of Steve Smith so far is is not that. He, it's, I've seen that he's been the same old Steve Smith. But if God forbid he were to get hurt, he were to just not play up to his uh, to his standards. Flacco still has other weapons to throw to, so it's a little bit of a misnomer on that front. But if Steve Smith gets another 1,000-yard season this season, I absolutely think that he does get in the Hall of Fame. And we did cover that Tuesday a little bit. It might take him a little bit of time, but being top 10 in in total yards uh, over his career, that would certainly help him get to that point. Absolutely. Uh, And if I had a vote, I, I would vote for him in at that point. Right now, not so much. Really? Uh, he's 14th on the list, and uh, while he did this at five foot nine, 14th, I, I, I don't care. I mean, he could have done it without one leg. It, it, it's all about what he is as a player and what he is able to do against competition. So uh, the stuff holding him back is stuff that holds him back. Isn't that, he, that's is he 35 now or 36? He's 36. Okay, at 35 he would put up a 1,000-yard season. Like, you shouldn't have to knock him because they didn't do it at 36. That's how I feel. The dude's 14th all-time, like you said, and that's huge. Like, your credit, like, I get 1 through 10's especially significant, but I think him being less than a 1,000 yards away from being top 10 means something as well, and I feel he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame already. And if he crushes it this season, like you and I are talking, get a 1,000 yards, get eight touchdowns, you know, so five to eight, that's fine by me. He should have a guaranteed slot wearing a gold jacket. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I could certainly understand it if uh, if he does get in eventually, even if he doesn't get any more yardage. But uh, being top ten in total receiving yards, uh, I think is, and as we covered this Tuesday, I think that's the the entry point for getting into the Hall of Fame as a wide receiver. I mean, Tim Brown just got in himself, so. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough, but the voters don't necessarily care. They want to see stats. Yeah, that makes sense, unfortunately. Now, up next, the Rally Bus is offering luxury buses to and from the Baltimore Ravens games. Use the promo code RavensRally10 for $10 off of your booking, folks. That is RavensRally10, R-A-V-E-N-S. R A L L Y one zero luxury buses to and from the games. You get a tailgate, you get a drink on that bus, you get a drink on the way home from that bus, you get a drink at the game. And like Matt said, either your brain or your liver gives out first. It doesn't matter which one, but you still get to ride that Ravens rally bus. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. folks, ride happy. That's important. <laughs> yes, it is. It is important. Anyways, ride smart, ride happy, rally bus. Aren't they some? They rock. Seriously. They, Ravens Rally 10, go there. 
get get hooked up. Go if you're going to the preseason game, man. Call them and, and be like, look, I, I got an hour to get there. Rally bus my ass over there. Let's go. Exactly. It'd be wonderful. All right. We're going to call this one the Impact Game. Boom. We're bringing back a game that we, oh, we actually call this the Swavens. The Swavens. Where we determine which player has more or the most impact on the Ravens' overall success. Are you swaying this way or that way? Now, um, Matt, you got that taken care of right there? One second, let me play a little music. All right. All right. It's fourth and one on the 12-yard line, Kyle. We're down by two points in the second quarter against the Steelers. Game clock reads four minutes, 11 seconds. We can either kick a field goal with Justin Money Tucker and take the lead, or go for the conversion. Now, remember, we're on the 12-yard line. We'll have, at the very least, 11 yards and a fresh batch of downs to score with the clock winding, or eight downs, potentially. What do you choose? I'm going to go with... I'm going with the conversion. I am. At this point, you got to be gutsy. At this point, you got to make the right call. You're both 9-5. and five. This could be the play that changes it to to having maybe the division lead or having having a Super Bowl in your hands, really. And if I just need one yard, I'm following Marshall Yonda to give me that yard, or and and Rick Wagner. That's what I'm personally doing. I'm th- I'm I'm gonna ride the Justin Forsett train into that one yard line. With four minutes left, too. And that's, that's, that's the key ingredient right there is that four minutes left. Because if we screw this up, they have four minutes to drive down the field with Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. Okay. Now, but, keep, keep in mind, though, I, I want to I wanna pr- say this. Mm-hmm. It's four minutes left in the second quarter. Yes. Okay. So you, you're going into halftime, not, not yeah. the end of the game. You still have another two quarters left. Right. I'm going. I'm, I'm going for it. I really am. I think. I think that's what you got to do on that situation. You got to go for it. You got to have the heart, the drive, and we're a hard-nosed football team. And if we can't get the one yard on the Steelers, there's a problem. And it's not because the Steelers are bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just truly believe that Marshall Yonda and and Rick Wagner can get Justin Forsett that one yard. That's all we need. And then we run that clock down. We can even kick the field goal after that. That just secures the that we go up with the lead. I, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on this one, Kyle. I mean, okay. I, I think you still have the rest of the game. You still have two more quarters left, and I trust the defense to be able to hold for four minutes. I trust the defense to be able to go ahead and hold and get a three and out, or at least you know one small conversion and then get them a three and out at that point, which gives the Ravens even more time to go ahead and score some more. So if the defense does its job, at the very least, you're up by a point if you kick the field goal. Going into halftime, you're 9-5, and five, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for a playoff victory, or for a playoff spot, ultimately. Absolutely. If you go ahead and, and screw this up, then you're, you're out 
And I, I think you got to take the three points, man. I think you, you have to, especially in that type of a game. Now, if it's four minutes left and you're down by two points in the fourth quarter, yeah, you go ahead and, and oh, absolutely. put a... Uh, Put it, put Crockett Gilmore on that right side, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, actually put him on the left side. Yeah. Uh, make him think you're going to go ahead and run to the left, run a counter to the right, and that's it. Yep. I'm following Yonda. That's all there is to it. I trust that big, strong <laughs> powerhouse yeah. of a human being to get me that big side of beef. Exactly. The brick shit house himself will get me there. <laughs> that's it. That's that's me right there, man. All right. Well, I think that I I think that's a tough one, man. I I, I don't know. I I do like the idea of following behind Yonda, but I, I just I don't know. All right, guys. Well, let's first and foremost open this a, a, up to some questions. Yes, so, please. Uh, we've already gotten one from Laser Lab earlier in the show because Laser Lab is on it. He's doing the job. Said, hey guys. So everyone knows that Flacco's contract was essentially a three-year deal before his cap hits are untenable. I haven't heard a single thing about this for a while. Do you all know what's going to happen? Uh, I'll take a little bit of this first, Kyle, and then I'll pass it to you. Please do. We have no idea what's going to happen at this point. Uh, I think, like you mentioned, Laser Lab, the general consensus is that this is a three-year deal. Uh, but who who knows? It, it could end up being... Uh, it, it could end up being to where he doesn't want to go ahead and, and restructure, and the Ravens really have no leverage on that front. Uh, at the end of this season, he is set to make $18 million as a base salary, $5.8 million as a signing bonus, and a $4.75 million option bonus for a total cap hit of $28.55 million. Now, he oh, also has a dead cap of $25.85 million, so the Ravens actually would save... Two and a half grand, uh, two and a half million by cutting him. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That's what we're doing. We're cutting Joe Flacco, guys. Yeah. Matt Schaub's hey, coming in. I was going to say Matt Schaub's the man. No, um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, he's not getting cut. But the Ravens will want to go ahead and restructure him next season, simply to go ahead and erase some of that debt. But if if they have to eat it, then they have to eat it, and they are in a situation to where they could get some money out of cutting guys like Lardarius Webb, Chris Candy maybe not coming back, uh, and, and some of the other guys that haven't exactly done all that great. Uh, Jeremy Zuta is another one that could be filled by uh, uh, Urschel. Uh, he could go ahead and fill that spot. So I, I think the Ravens are fine if they can't restructure him, but I, I think obviously uh, they're, they're going to try to at the end of the season, but they, certainly nothing's going to happen now. The Ravens are fine with his cap hit. Uh, they're not fine with his dead cap, which is 36 and almost a half million. Um, so yeah, at the, at the earliest, anything that's going to happen by that is at the end of the season, uh, after the final games played. So Kyle, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they go ahead and, uh, cut him? Do you think, yeah, they think they put in Matt Schaub instead or? Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to have a competition between RG3 <laughs> when we sign him. Yeah, oh yeah. And then veteran minimum. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign RG three, we're gonna get Tim Tebow, and we are going to and then we're not even going to have a quarterback on the field. We're actually gonna do direct snap to Justin Forsett every play. That's my confidence. <laughs> if that's all right. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That makes sense. 
Dude, I'm 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 down for it. It makes I'm as down. much sense as cutting Joe Flacco is what it is. It's you know we we could run the wildcat just without like the wild aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just called, called the cat. cat. We're just doing the cat offense. We're changing our name from the Baltimore Ravens to the Baltimore Kittens, and we're running the cat offense. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Cat scratch fever, baby. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, man. Truth. I, I would play the music if it were if we would not get sued. Yeah, we'd get sued if we played it, but it, it's almost worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get sued, just you. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, just me. I had no idea he was actually going to do it, man. It would have been worth it. So, no other questions. We, we we need some more questions here, guys. But before we go ahead and do that, please like, thumbs up us on here on, on Rabble. Keep listening to us. We'll be back a little bit later on regardless because uh, we're going to go ahead and, and live broadcast the game at 730. But like us, share us, put us out there to your friends, hit us up, let us know that you like what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, just, just pay attention to us. Follow us. We're needy like that. We are very so, needy. Um, and, and also, for anyone that is able to go ahead and donate as little as a dollar on Patreon, please do so. I will go ahead and put the Patreon link here in the chat in just a minute. But for those that, you know, can't find it or listening later, uh, just go to Patreon.com, search in Baltimore Beatdown, and you'll find us. We're creating the Baltimore Beatdown podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Right now. We have nine patrons, $67 a month. And at $100 a month, we are going to start doing giveaways. We're giving it back to you guys. And keep in mind, with only nine patrons, if someone donates $33, which is a stretch, but if someone donates $33, that gives us 10 people that could possibly be in the giveaways. Yeah, that's only 10. Yeah, you have a 10% shot. Exactly. 10% shot, and that first giveaway is going to be a real big doozy. It's I mean, one that I want, and if we keep pushing this too much longer, I'm keeping it, so you <laughs> best get up on it, because um, it's going to look real pretty in his office. There you go. So, yeah, no. me, and, me and Matt have been discussing this. It's been in the works for a while. We just need to hit that $100 mark so we can give this stuff away. We can't do it until we hit that $100 mark. Please, oh please, oh please. Help us get there. Also, uh, I do also want to give another little quick shout out to Rally Bus. Uh, you've heard them for the past few weeks here. We've we've done little spots for them. They have returned as our sponsor uh, for another few more weeks. So please give them the love. Show them that you like what we're doing, uh, and go over there, Ravens Rally Ten, to go ahead and get your ten dollars off. And actually use them. It, it really is a helpful service. It's not that expensive. It's not. And for for something that uh, you know, you and all your friends can go to a game or to a concert or to any type of an event uh, in style, rolling up in a rally bus, drunk, uh, off your mind already, eating off the off See. the end of the tailgate there, doing it upright. Ten bucks off, man. There's no reason why you're not doing it. Exactly. Hit them up. That's that's the thing that I would love to do. Like. I really wish I was in Denver, and if they, like, I assume they probably do them for Avalanche games as well. Just me and my yeah, buddies all getting everywhere. silly, silly drunk in Denver, and then just riding the rally bus. Is that might be in the works for me coming up soon, once uh, yeah, once hockey season comes back together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking through their events right now. Let's see, we got some hockey. Oh, dude, they've got hockey all over the place. Wonderful. They've got uh, Blackhawks at the Avalanche, 
Pepsi Center in Denver, Colorado on yeah. April the 11th of 2015, so obviously that's already passed. Yeah, but they did but, it. Uh, yeah, they, they did it, man. So, you know, they're all over the place, yeah. uh, all over the United States. So definitely hit them up. It is rallybus.net, rallybus.net. Perfect. So do we have any more questions? I feel like th- this is such a short episode yeah, this because is... we're getting ready to go ahead and record later, and I, I need some more questions. Laser Lab, Anybody? Mrs. Matthews, Apple, Downtown Money Waster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laser Lab, you got any more? Come on. Nobody? Nothing. All right. Nothing. Well, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. Uh, and please, we will be back at 7.30 for the actual game. Come check us out there. We'll actually be doing a live broadcast over top of the game. So instead of listening to some guy that can't pronounce anybody's names, listen to us. We still can't pronounce their names, but we're funnier, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. We are. Yeah, at least we think we are. So yeah, that's something. And we rock. So I mean, there's that. Uh, that I guess. Come I listen I to know. us, folks. We're doing the. We are doing it. <laughs> we're doing the podcast. We're doing the preseason call. Come back, join us here at Rabble.tv and listen to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast first game call of the preseason Saints at Ravens. Thank you for listening to the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. If you like what we do, please like and share us on SoundCloud, Rabble.tv, and iTunes. Also, check out our Patreon account to donate as little as a dollar toward the cause and get some cool perks. Join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern for yet another Baltimore Beatdown Podcast.